Yo, 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 what's poppin'? Let's go. Your boy just woke up. Welcome to episode three of uh, Mind the Mike podcast, or whatever you want to call it at this point. Um, Let's go. If you're from the stream, call me Pap. You know, you know the, what the deal is. And uh, if anybody's new is listening to this, and I hope somebody possibly is new, you can call me Mike, Pap, whatever. So the last episode was about... um. Older women and first loves, right? And I didn't get to finish it. And your boy was kind of tipsy, so you all know it got a little freaky at the end. It got definitely NSFW at the end there, bro. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to tone it down just a little bit, but I'm going to keep the facts as straight as possible. So, at the last part of the last episode, you all know I finally laid down with old girl, you know what I'm saying? And she gave me that five-knuckle shuffle, baby, you know what I'm talking about? She gave me that love glove. She 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 put the paws on me. You know what I'm saying? She gave me the love rub. Whatever you want to call it, the deed was done and we were covered in fun. Yes, that's what we were covered in. So, yes, um <laughs> Yeah, so that happened. Now, you would think um after we sober up and wake up the next morning it's going to be weird. You know, we were, I was still spending the night at their house, the brother was asleep, whatever, and, uh, so we wake up the next morning, she wakes up before me, and I'm like, ugh, this is gonna be so awkward, what if she regrets it, you know, she's in an arranged marriage overseas, so, like, what if she regrets it, what if this is the end of our friendship, what if I never get to hang out there again, it's all crumbling down, you know what I'm saying, you know, my balls are empty, I don't know what, what life is even about anymore, but, um, I'm playing video games with a brother, she's making us breakfast, we're kind of chilling, nobody's bringing it up, everything's kind of normal. And then right before she goes to work, she's putting her shoes on by the door, and she's like, hey Mike, can you come here for a second? And she never called me Mike, she always called me Michael. She was a real big believer in full name, but I don't know why. So, she calls me over, and she just grabs my face and starts like vigorously making out with me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, she's like, I love you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I, I love you. We'll talk about more when I get off work. But just know that last night was amazing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Let me let my cat out. Sorry, pausing the story. I'm like, what is happening? What is life right now? I'm shocked. This older woman who's in an arranged marriage not only woke up sober, but she's she carried the vibe over, over, no, she carried the vibe over, she didn't let it stop there, her feelings was real, y'all, and I was like, okay, okay, this is legit, so I'm hype, and from, I don't want to say from that day forward, but I mean, not to, like, we were together for a long time, so I gotta keep this story pushing, but, eventually, we sat down, had a conversation, I loved her, like I said, I was in love at first sight, so I felt like I truly loved her, and we had hung out for months, you know, she became my closest friend, she became, you know, the la- the first thing I thought about in the morning, the last thing I thought about at night, I mean, what else do you, what else do you want in life, you know, the only problem was the arranged marriage, so, we kind of had to keep our secret hidden from the brother, from her dad, from her mom, from the arranged marriage guy until she figured out how to wait to, to cut it off without her parents being alerted about it. So it's like all these mixed feelings and emotions and she lived 45 minutes away from me. You know, she lived 45 minutes away. I didn't know what to do. So I just 
would text and call her as much as possible. I didn't even have a smartphone for the first part of our relationship. I had like a regular pay-as-you-go phone. Back in the day, kids didn't have cell phones. You know, I was 15 years old. You'd be lucky to find a 15-year-old with a cell phone, you know, uh, back then, over 13 years ago. So, <clears throat> basically, um, she kept the relationship afloat. She would drive to my house, pick me up. We'd have secret dates. Um, if I had a day off of school and it lined up with her work schedule, we'd go see a movie or something. And, I mean, the relationship was crazy. It was crazy. This could be 10 different podcast episodes. I have so many <clears throat> so many stories. I mean, we were just... But now, you know, without being too sexual, I mean, we, we were... She was a freak. Let me just say that. We were both virgins. Eventually, the deed was done. That could be a story later when I'm drunk. Um, but... We stayed together for a long time, but the problem was she spent summers in Serbia. So, like, our first summer to spend together, she went to Serbia to, to spend with that guy. And I was like, I couldn't do anything to stop it. You're just kind of helpless, you know. She promised she wouldn't do nothing. She promised she'd, like, make him keep her hands off him. And I don't know. Back then, all you could do is trust. You know, I ain't booking a flight to Serbia. There's no way. But... It is what it is. So I trusted her. She came back, still loved me. Nothing changed. The vibes was still 100. So it is what it is. And we kind of fucked like wild animals and fell deeply, deeply in love and would, you know, would basically get to the point where it's like, if we're not going to be together, bro, we're going to jump off a cliff type of shit. You know what I mean? So, um, so that went on for a while and it was kind of good. It was stressful. I wanted to brag about her. I wanted to show her off to the world. I wanted to be proud of what we had, but unfortunately, you know, not, not only was it illegal, but, you know, my family would be against it. Her family would be against it. It's all just fucking crazy. Just all the sneaking and the stress from that, I think, does, does affect it at the end, but I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, Eventually, things got a little wonky, though. As years went on, she became old enough to drink. She became 21. She started partying more. She noticed that she was around more guys. Hence, more guys would be attracted. More guys trying to wear her down. And she was strong in the beginning. And she would tell me when these things would happen. But you could tell it's only going to last for so long. I'm fucking 16, 17. This fucking beautiful bitch is 21. She's out here at bars and mini skirts and shit. Like, I can't. And she was fine as hell. There's no way guys aren't going to try. How can I even hate on that? Of course they're going to try. So, <clears throat> that was stressful. You know, and I was still in high school. So, I'm going through, like, the, the, the worries and stress of high school trying to graduate. And also trying to maintain this older imbalanced relationship with this older woman I mean it was hella skeptical looking back on it now it was super skeptical but it is what it is like you had to do to survive and I loved her so I, I endured it you know sometimes she wouldn't text me or call me good morning and it'd make me upset like little kid stuff like cause those are the things that like held the relationship together but it definitely was it was harder on me, I think, but, you know, eventually I had my own car at 16, and eventually, 
it was easier to see each other and go on dates and do that kind of stuff. So the relationship did blossom. So like the second and third year of our relationship were probably the best. Well, the first year is always the best, but the second or third year was I could drive, I could meet her halfway, I could be sneakier, I could I could do more things and spend more time with her. And uh, yeah, it was great. But let me just tell you this right now. This bitch was also a freak. Sometimes she'd have a girl spend the night at her house. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, this girl, like, would go down on me, and I liked it. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? She'd be like, yeah, she started kissing me when we were drunk. She went down on me. I went down on her. I was like, wait, 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 What the fuck are you talking about? This bitch was half lesbian, bro. She was bisexuals. This bitch was batting on both teams, bro. She was double jerseyed up. I was like, what in tarnation? This is kind of like cheating on me, but also in the back of my head, I'm like, this shit's kind of hot. You know, and um, that was the first sign of, like, I think she broke the trust in our relationship. Even though, yeah, it's all fun and games. Oh, yeah, threesomes, this and that. It never happened. All her girl stuff would only happen with her. And it is kind of like cheating because in that moment, you're having emotions for another person. Right? You're indulging in the carnal flesh pleasures with another person. Pretty much cheating. <sighs> Sorry, I had a yawn. So, that was the first strangeness. And uh, eventually, I got kicked out of my house by my parents. That could be a whole nother podcast. And so, now I have an apartment. It's a cheap ghetto apartment. Once again, I'm in the fucking ghetto. When do I? When am I not in the ghetto? And uh, she, um, she's not happy about it. But we live closer to each other now, you know. Now it's like a 20-minute drive instead of 45 minutes, which is okay. But I'm in the ghetto. She's not happy with it at first, but she soon realizes now we have, like, complete freedom. So now coming to my apartment was, like, super easy and shit. So that was good. That was a big benefit. So once again, our relationship is back on track. It's another good little thing that happened with us. And at this point in time, I had to drop out of college to just work full time. Um, I couldn't even balance school and work and pay the bills so that was kind of stressful she was like a straight a student graduated early and all all this so oh my bad she's not happy with any of that um she definitely probably saw me as somewhat of a failure shit i see me as a failure right now too but she probably definitely saw me as like a failure or like a stock with no equity you know something like that i i guarantee it but it's okay but what I don't fuck with is cheating. And when we were hanging out towards the end, there was this guy. And um, they started off as co-workers. And her brother would bring him up and stories like, yeah, we went to so-and-so with this guy. And I was like, wait, what? So now they have, like, another guy in their little group of friends. And that's not good to me. You know, the last thing I need is somebody who's a failure, broke, living in an apartment in the ghetto, barely holding on to this relationship. I don't need competition. I don't need distractions. So that was a big red flag. But, you know, all you can do is trust, right? You put all this time and energy into this person. All you could do is trust or throw it all away instantly. So I trusted. And it turned out to be a massive mistake. This bitch not only cheated on me. But at one point in the relationship, towards the end, she told me she was pregnant. She's like, yeah, you got me pregnant. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, what do you want to do? 
And she's like, I don't know yet. I think I want to have an abortion. And I'm like, that's fine. It's a girl's body, it is what it is. Girl's body, they choose. If you disagree, then I'm sorry that you're wrong. Because I don't care what your religious beliefs are, but it's their fucking body. Whether it's right or wrong, the fact that they get to choose is the right thing. And whatever happens and the consequences mentally, physically, emotionally is all on them. It really is. Um, so I was I was okay with either thing. I really kind of did want her to abort it at the time. I'm young. I'm in the fucking ghetto. I'm going to be a terrible dad. And I never really did want kids anyway. You know, I'm not a big fan of stress and restrictions in life. And what do kids bring? Stress and massive restrictions on your life. So, I let her roll the dice, and she went and got an abortion. And it definitely did affect her emotionally. I felt she was more cold and ruthless after that. I think she just battled some guilt. And I felt guilty, because I thought I was the one that got her pregnant. That's what she told me. Well, then, fast forward like six months. We're at a water park. Our relationship is back on track. Again, things are going well. We're at a water park, and she looks at me. We're sitting on a chair, we're like tanning or whatever, you know, we did some rides and shit too, but we're like soaking up some sun in the grass area, and she just fucking looks at me, and she's like, do you want to know like all the truth, do you just want me to get it out there, and end this, and I go, what the fuck did you say to me, bitch, I'm over here thinking we're gonna go to Arby's afterwards and have sex in the back seat, what are you talking about? Do you want me to tell you the truth and end all this? Wait, whoa, 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 what? She's like, I'm just tired. She's like, I'm just ready to tell you everything. I'm like, everything? What, bitch? What do you mean, tell me everything? You're going to tell me the meaning of life and shit? What do you, Neil deGrasse Tyson? What do you mean by everything? And this little fucking two-timing little hussy whore, she fucking's like, yeah, yeah, you know that guy? Yeah, 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 we're together. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Bitch, we're together. No, 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 I'm dating him too. Not only am I dating him, but I've been dating him for a year. Not only have I been dating him for a year, but his family knows about us. Not only does his family know about us, but we're planning a ma- a, a marriage. We're going to get married. We're gonna We're planning a wedding. Not only are we planning a wedding, but he's the one that got me pregnant. And it was his baby, not yours. And I'm like sitting there fucking a water park. Little kids are doing little splish splash, little rubber duckies and shit. And I'm over here getting my life shoved right up my ass in front of all society to see. And I'm like, what? Do I, am I going to have to choke a bitch? Wait, what? I'm mixed with anger, sadness. I'm mixed with all kinds of shit. I've never seen her so stoic. She told me this like a fucking statue. Like this bitch had nothing inside of her. She was empty. She fucking told me this straight to my face like I've never seen it before. The same girl that has loved me year after year. The same girl that I was deeply in love with. The same girl that I fell in love with from the first time I saw her. My best friend's sister. The girl that walked in the hallway and took my breath away and changed my life. The girl that showed me the ways of manhood. The girl that I thought I was going to end my life with. Just told me everything I needed to hear to walk away forever. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Shit is wild. This bitch cheating on me, planning a wedding behind my back. They're going to move in together. They were looking for houses and shit. I was like, what the fuck? You got me fucked up right now. 
That's some wild shit. So I'm like, whoa. So I'm pe- packing up my shit, and I'm about to leave. And she's just like, okay with it. She's like, it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. Like, she just doesn't care. So I'm like, fuck you, you cheating bitch. You no nipple having bitch. You fucking big boned motherfucker. I'm calling her all kinds of shit. And, uh, you know, I'm super upset. Because she put all that stress and pressure on me. And whenever I questioned her about cheating, she'd be like, shut the fuck up. Don't ever say I'm cheating again, bitch. Don't ever say that I'm fucking loyal. Don't say that or I really will cheat. Like, she would say shit like that. Like, don't you ever say something like that again. Don't you ever disrespect me. Bitch, you were cheating. I was right. I want those apologies back. You know what I'm saying? I want my reparations. But it is what it is. And that's kind of how it ended. Um, It's fucked up. Now, of course, being young and horny, there would be times like weeks later where she would hit me up late at night. And be like, can I come over? You know the rules. Put it in, take it out, I run away, type of shit. And my dumb ass would be, would probably have done that a couple of times. We probably did that a couple of times and I hated myself for it. Because I'm like, I'm fucking this cheating bitch. But at the same time, I was ruthless with it. Because sometimes after we would do the damn thing, she would get emotional and maybe like reconsider choices. You know, because she'd be emotional after the deed was done. And now it was my turn to be ruthless. And I'd be like, okay, you can leave now. Don't you got to get back to that motherfucker? Like, she would, you know, and then she would cry sometimes. And I'd be like, you know what, this is what you get. You planned a wedding behind my back. You let me think that I got you pregnant when it was another man. Are you crazy? Are you on drugs, bitch? Who the fuck you think you're fucking with right now? I was just like, and she was probably the first person to make me ruthless. That was like the first time when I was just like, oh, so the girls are capable of this fucking heinous war crime shit. So I was like, it is what it is. And then eventually, yeah, it was truly over. Eventually, after a couple of times like that, I really, I really put the hammer down. And one morning she called me and I looked at my phone and I just didn't answer. And she called me one more time. It rang. I looked at my phone, I didn't answer, she knew what's up, I knew what was up, and she never tried to call me, contact me ever again, those two calls are infamous, that morning I remember staring at my phone, she called two times back to back, and had neither of us tried to reach out ever again, and here we are, it's like five, six years later, and uh, yeah, I don't know what she's doing in her life. She might be married. I think I heard rumors that she was married. I don't know nothing about her. I don't know nothing about her brother. The whole family. Everything's been cut off. Completely. She's doing her own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Life has moved on. I'm sure she's a massive success. Because she's a very smart girl. She fucking was a super hard worker. At everything she did. Even cheating on me. (laughs) She was exquisite at cheating. But um. Yeah so that's. That's basically how it ended. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of stories in between, but I'm going to be on this damn podcast all day. We have a lot of different stories. I mean, just for starters, let's see. We had sex in a movie theater. We had sex in a police station parking lot. We, uh, I had sex with her at a park on a bench. I mean, we got some wild fucking stories. And most of them are sexual. Um crazy shit, but I'm gonna save those stories for like a goofier time, this is more like 
the first love older women shit. This isn't really just be not like nasty, you know, because a bunch of people can, a bunch of people are probably listening to this. Well, not a bunch of people, but who knows the ages and, and all that. So I might do that, those stories on maybe a YouTube live or something. But, uh, yeah, so that's basically the story of our relationship. And, you know, as you get older, you want to hate, you want to feel hate and anger, but I really don't. It's just kind of in the past. Because looking back at it, she was like 21, 22 when all this was going on. It's like, when I was 21, when I was 22, I was fucking stupid. You know, and she had a weird life. I had a weird life. Who knows? She might have felt a lot of remorse. She might have felt a lot of sorrow later on. You know, I'm about to be 29. And it's like, life has definitely changed. I'm not the same person I was two years ago, let alone seven, eight years ago. So it's like, who the fuck knows what was going on? She was just going with, you know, her biology. It was it was biological to not, you know, to be a fuck up in your early 20s. That's basically what people do is they fuck up in their early 20s. And it's fine. I let it go. Now, what she did was some pretty fucked up shit, though. I can't really forgive it all, but it is what it is. It's in the past. I don't feel any harsh emotions about it. But yeah, shit was pretty fucking crazy. Pretty, pretty fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's wild, man. And I'm recording this Saturday morning, um, right before the fights. Uh, back then I was in such good shape. I know it's off topic, but man, I really have to get back to the gym. I know I've been telling people in Discord and with the whole, uh, with the whole busy. I'm just so busy. I really got to find time to go. I look at old pictures of myself and I'm just like, bro, how? Like, how did I let it all go? I used to make fun of people who used to be in shape and let it go. I'm like, how could you let it go? You had it. And, you know, life happens. Depression happens. Fucking COVID quarantines happen. And then food happens. And food be hella delicious. So, that's pretty unfortunate. But, I just wanted to wrap up this quick podcast and finish out that story of our relationship. I know it could go longer. But most of the stories I left out are just sexual. And I feel like if I'm just going to make one whole podcast that's just straight up sexual, then I'm going to have to like pick a a specific uh, pathway to release it. Because I don't want a bunch of 12, 13 year olds listening to it. Maybe that's just not the right move, you know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I got some fucking crazy stories. I really don't know how to release it. May I mean, I almost wish I had a Patreon. Maybe Maybe I'll start a Patreon. And I'll, like, put all my craziest, goriest, gruesome, sexual fucking stories on there for, like, real cheap. Just so I know people have to be old enough to, like, purchase it. I don't know. Patreon's, like, a big popular thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, But I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, If you're listening from the stream, you already know my schedule. You already know the rules. You already know the deal. But uh, if you're not listening from the stream, I do stream. I'm on Twitch. I'm on YouTube. I'm on a bunch of different platforms. So feel free to reach out. Give your boy a follow, a like. I love everybody. And I truly hope this podcast eventually takes off. Um, and I really appreciate you to, uh, for, for listening. So thank you. I love you guys. And good night.